You're listening to Straight Note Chaser on Dogs by Nature. Okay, my main question, going back to your days as a safety. Good job, Tony. One of the trends I've seen, we've all seen, is uh, uh, defensively, is the, the use of a third safety as the fifth DB, not the sixth like it used to be. You talk about what you want to be uh, defensively. Sometimes teams will play that third safety as opposed to a smaller nickel. So some teams where their nickel back may be more of a corner type and that he's going to be involved more in the run fit, you may want a bigger body. Like you said, you get a 60 to be at times and, and now he's playing more around the box, around the dime linebacker spot. Now, here's your host, my dad, Thelonious Seven. My dogs by nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious Seven, and you're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. Ahead on Straight No Chaser, we are headed into day eight of the training camp sessions. We wanted to clear up a couple of storylines on the defense and then talk about some position battles on offense. The show just doesn't stop, so we're going to keep on rolling. We're slowly getting the picture of what the Joe Woods defense is going to look like for the 2020 season. And in a May Zoom press conference, Tony Grossi was able to get this description out of the new defensive coordinator. Uh, Joe, could you give us a little more detail about your concept of the defense you're going to run? You were involved in a system uh, comparable to Seattle last year, and before that, you were with Vance Joseph. So, what's the end product going to look like? Well, if I tell you, I'm telling everybody in the league we're going. <laughs> well, keep it between. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, really, I, I feel like again, I've been on some good defensive staffs the last couple of years, um, going back to my time in Minnesota. Uh, my time in, in Denver with Wade Phillips, and then last year with San Francisco. Um, what I'm really putting together is a combination of what I feel like has been the top defenses the last basically 10 years. So it's really a combination of the things that I've done in Minnesota, Denver, and San Francisco. And they, they all fit together. Um, again, we've been, we're almost through our whole install. So I feel like it's going to be a really good defensive package that's simple where the guys can play fast, but I think it'll cause some problems for for the offenses. The thing I took away from that interview was simple and play fast. Joe Woods got a good plan. That messaging has been evident in a lot of the player interviews. And lately, something else that's been evident as well is a lot of talk about extra safeties. At the top of the show, Coach Stefanski was talking about getting extra safeties on the field. And when the topic was breached, he brought up the name of Sendejo. Now, Sendejo is clearly a savvy veteran presence. And you can hear it in his answer (laughs) as a response to the question of extra safeties. Uh, can Can you tell me what are some of the benefits of getting a third safety on the field uh, earlier in a drive? Um, you know, it really depends on the game plan, who you're playing, their personnel, um, what type of safeties you have. There's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, 
you know, if, if you have enough guys that know the defense in all these different positions to be able to play that. Um, so if you can if you can get that, it can be advantageous to you at times. Other times you might not want it. Is it a matter of just getting more speed on the field and coverage? Um, yeah, sometimes it can be. Um, can just be getting a different look. Um, you know, it, like I said, it just depends on that week, the game plan, who you're playing, what type of plays they, they run, their personnel. Uh, there's a lot of, lot of variables to it. <laughs> Andy Sandejo keeping his cards close to the vest. This extra safety topic, it's really about a lack of linebacker depth, especially after the Mac Wilson injury. Cleveland Browns linebacker coach Jason Tarver talked about linebacker depth in his press conference a couple days ago. See what you can infer from this audio. BJ Goodson has done a great job being a pro in the room, running the show, running and hitting and lining everybody up and really getting in front of the huddle and, and being confident and taking advantage of his opportunities. Uh, Tay Davis has done a nice job getting stronger in the offseason, really working. He's shedding blocks well, and he's playing all three positions. Sioning Takitaki is, is a ball of energy, and he loves contact. He's gotten better and better and better at his space movement. He had a great day of practice yesterday. Jacob Phillips, is uh, he really loves contact, and he's fast. And like any rookie, sometimes he's fast the wrong way and sometimes he's fast the right way. But what's great about Jacob is he's a one-time correction young man. You tell him, he writes it down, he analyzes it, and uh, learns from his mistakes. Uh, Willie Harvey, working way back off an injury, is fast, loves contact, and uh, has done some good things. Montrell Meander is another guy, fast, love contact, and uh, learning the linebacker position. But, but he's learning how to shed blocks and improving. And Solomon Ajayi is very, very smart. So if you're ever going to be a rookie free agent in a year without an offseason, uh, you got to be wired like Solomon. He makes very few mistakes and he's tough. BJ Goodson has done a great job being a pro in the room, running the show, running and hitting and lining everybody up and really getting in front of the huddle and, and being confident and taking advantage of his opportunities. Uh, Tay Davis has done a nice job getting stronger in the offseason, really working. He's shedding blocks well, and he's playing all three positions. Sioning Takitaki is, is a ball of energy, and he loves contact. He's gotten better and better and better at his space movement. He had a great day of practice yesterday. Jacob Phillips, is uh, he really loves contact, and he's fast. And like any rookie, sometimes he's fast the wrong way, and sometimes he's fast the right way. But what's great about Jacob is he's a one-time correction young man. You tell him, he writes it down, he analyzes it, and uh, learns from his mistakes. Uh, Willie Harvey, working his way back off an injury, is fast, loves contact, and uh, has done some good things. Montrell Neander is another guy, fast, love contact, and uh, learning the linebacker position. But but he's learning how to shed blocks and improving. And Solomon Ajayi is very, very smart. So if you're ever going to be a rookie free agent in a year without an offseason, uh, you got to be wired like Solomon. He makes very few mistakes and he's tough. I have been begging Bob Stallnaker to come on this show again. He's politely declined on Twitter, but he made this point that he felt that Tarver meant the opposite of what he was saying when he was talking about Phillips. He was suggesting saying fast was kind of a way of him saying slow and then listing some of his short area metrics. So 
Phillips is a really, really interesting question because of the two equations that he is a part of in terms of value. Equation one is Justin Phillips plus three equals Zach Bond. And equation two is that Phillips is greater than Malik Harrison. It's so early. No one really knows anything about these evaluations. But we're going to find out quickly on September the 13th when we visit Malik Harrison, J.K. Dobbins, and several other football players donning hideous purple jerseys. I apologize for that last description. I'm aware that children could be listening and could find my depiction of the Crab Cape Crusaders to be disturbing. So I think I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. I'm your host, Thelonious 7 I'll be right back. I was planning on talking about the offense in the second half of the show. But now I just got word that the Sunday afternoon practice has been canceled over on dogsbynature.com. The benevolent and honorable Chris Pokorny was on it and, and looking at most of the news, it sounds like it should be resolved and it looks like a group of false positives is to blame. Monday's practice should happen as planned if all things go according to schedule, I guess. But as it stands, like this eighth day of practice, the first unplanned pivot has finally occurred. Josina Anderson also suggested that some folks in the building are unclear as to when operations will resume. If tomorrow it's all the same, then I appreciate the abundance of caution. We're going to have to see if they get to make up the days via Zoom work or if they shift the schedule somehow. We're definitely keeping a close eye on how this breaks out in the coming days as well as the saga of the fans in attendance. I mentioned on the show uh, with Rod of the football team that Governor DeWine has given his approval uh, to events with 1,500 people in the Browns case. And I suggested that uh, Jimmy Haslam and D. Haslam were not yet done fighting. It turns out that the universally beloved Chris Pocorny was on it again. And I think next show we will definitely try to see if there's some clarity regarding that issue. Well, after that aside, let's see if we can get back to the original topic. In the first half of the show, we talked about the defense, particularly the linebacking core. In this part, we're going to ask a couple of questions about the offense. The three big questions we have, number one is with the rookies on the line. Of course, that's Nick Harris, as well as left tackle Jedrick Wills. It was really interesting to hear Miles Garrett talk about how he might initiate the youngster. I'd just like to introduce him to you know the NFL and how things are going to be. So he's going to have a tough matchup against me and OV. But you know, whenever we beat him, whenever we get one over on him, I don't want him to get discouraged or put his head down. You know that was some of the things I was seeing when he get beat by once or twice. You know, just try to you know, pick his head up and focus on the next play. You know this this guy has been in the league for a long time for a reason. You know, he knows how to 
knows how to play the game. He knows how to rush the passer. And you, you can't get discouraged from, you know, one drive. And you got multiple more. And this could just be, you know, the one where he got you. And you could go on to you know, protect the quarterback perfectly for the rest of the game. So don't allow, you know, these, these couple plays to, to keep you from getting where you want to go. <laughs> I mean, this... <laughs> This story is funny unless you're a left tackle. I mean, you guys remember a couple years ago when Miles Garrett was systematically destroying the pride and the confidence of the entire tackle room. This was a guy who's done this before in the past and hopefully Dredrick Wills is able to come out of that and prepared for what he's going to see in the NFL. Now, the second big question we have on this defense is with the rookie at tight end. And that rookie is Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant absolutely giving all that he can handle to David Njoku. David Njoku doing his best to keep himself up on the depth chart. But it's very difficult with a guy like Harrison Bryant with his speed, with his size, and with his catching ability. Would be a wonderful security blanket for Baker Mayfield. But now the third story is with Donovan Peoples-Jones. DPJ finding a way to push his way up the depth chart in the wide receiver room. I think that is bad news for Hollywood Higgins. I feel like he is squarely on the bubble now, and he's got to do something in the second half of camp to really establish himself, to make a name for himself, to get on this roster. We'll keep a close eye on those stories with the rookies coming into the second half of the training camp sessions. See? Well... One place where the roster looks fairly solid in terms of its depth is the running back room. <laughs> they got a man with a rushing title to go along with the best running back in the league. Listen to Kareem Hunt skater on the motivation issue last year <laughs> to get to the motivation for this year. Last year, when um, when Nick lost the, the rushing title in the last week, you know, knowing how, how important something like that is for a player... And, you know, was there a lot of emphasis heading into the week, like, you know, how much you really, guys really wanted to try to get that for him? Yeah, I mean, it was tough because he definitely deserved it. I definitely feel that he can have a run of it, you know, this year or another. It just motivates him. So uh, I, it kind of was a terrible way to lose the, you know, title, you know, after he had such an amazing season. I, you know, I was, I was kind of, you know, I was hoping he got titles. So we had two people who were... Yeah, it's a historically good running back room. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, there's no questions about those two running backs. And and there's also no question about Andy Janovich. He hopes to be a Pro Bowl fullback, and he was the guest of honor in the Zoom conferences yesterday. In this clip, he talks about what he thinks his role might be in a Kevin Stefanski-led offense. You know, we know that coach likes to use a lot of tight ends, right? Multiple tight ends. You got a bunch of playmakers and the running backs and receivers. So how do you think you're going to fit in as we get into game plans for the regular season? Uh, you know, just hopefully, uh, you know, just my role as a fullback, just, you know, physical downhill running, you know, just getting on linebackers and, uh, you know, maybe split me out a little bit, you know, probably with my speed and all that stuff, I'll just, you know, blow the roof off the – top the defense and you know score a lot of touchdowns that way but uh <laughs> but uh you know just you know just what i'm good at just running into the linebackers and 
I mean, every now and again, catch a, you know, a little route, you know, in the flat or something like that, but just playing what I do best, you know. Do you think you'll be out there a good amount, though, given all the other weapons? I think so. I mean, you know, you look at uh, what the Vikings did last year with C.J. Ham. He was one snap away from, you know, uh, I think having the most snaps at fullback in the NFL with like 250 or something like that. And it's what he was out there like 30% of the time. So I think that's what they'll try to do. Andrew Janovich looking to hit some linebackers and earn his way onto a Pro Bowl roster. Well, we'll be keeping our eye on the camp battles and the breaking practice cancellation stories over on dogsbynature.com. Well, with that, we're going to have to put this one in the books. Thanks for taking time out of your day to make Dogs by Nature Radio a part of your schedule. Well, that was your dose of the straight truth. You've been listening to Straight No Chaser. I'm your host, Thelonious7 on Dogs by Nature. Take care and go Browns.